Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. My guest today is Sherry Dunleavy. She's an author, speaker, podcast host, and grief educator coach. Sherry, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much. Great to be here, Christopher. So let's dive right in. The, the very word grief is, is such a, a word that has such meaning for different people, depending on where they're at. So talk to us about why you chose to be a grief educator coach. I didn't choose to be it. It chose <laughs> me. Um, I lost my son. My husband and I lost our second son 21 years ago. And as a result of that, we lost some of our closest friends. And through the years, I kept thinking, why would that happen? Why would people abandon you when you needed them the most? And so um, I realized it came down to three things. The first one was that maybe it just hit too close to home and it scared them too much. The second was that maybe um, they wanted to do or say something to help support us, but they didn't know what that was going to be. Or the third is that they desperately wanted to, to say or do something for us, but they were afraid they were going to make it worse. So they just didn't do anything. And so that's when I decided, wow, if there was just some kind of resource out there for people like this to help them know what to do or say, wouldn't that be wonderful? So I went looking for that resource and I couldn't find it. And so I created it. That's why I wrote my book. And that's what I try to educate people on. Not necessarily the grieving person of how to help them feel better, but how to coach the people that love them to help them to step forward because these people need, they need a great support system of loving and caring. And sometimes we don't step out uh, in love because we're held back by our fear. Yeah. And, and, and I also found that when I've grieved over some people that I've, I've lost, it's also, we're all just busy doing our own thing, you know, like we're all living our own lives and oftentimes they don't know what to say. And so it, it's profound. And so for you, you lost your son 20 plus years ago. What, what were some things that you used to, to just really understand some people can't even get out of bed, you know? So I'm curious when we're all gonna go through grief, we're all gonna go through suffering, we're all gonna go through loss. So for you, what are some of the things that you remember that allowed you to, 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 to get up each morning and to live and to grow and to serve? One of the things was that I had a three-year-old at home, so oh, okay. um, I had a reason that was bigger than myself, so that was, that was a main thing, but I had a decision to make. I could either um, be, let my life, let this be my life story, or I could let it be a chapter in my life story. My son made an impact in 29 days with his life. And mm. here at the time when he died, I was almost 38 years old. And I thought, you know, if he can make an impact without ever leaving the hospital in 29 days, then what kind of impact could I be making? And I realized that, you know, I've been given the gift of more time. And so I just thought about it and thought, you know what, I, I have a purpose that's beyond that I haven't been living up to. And so I've kind of felt like I needed to get busy with, with my story of my life and, and the meaning that was, I was going to leave, the impact I was going to make. And is this the main subject you talk about and speak about? When you, when, so you've been doing this for, for 20 years now in terms of the, the, the grief education? 
I have not. I've only been doing it for the last, I would say, five years. And the reason was that I really concentrated on being present for my son and raising him. But at the same time, I realized what I was doing was putting my dreams on the back burner um, and stopped dreaming altogether. So I started having this calling uh, probably around the time that I turned 50, also around the time that I was about to lose my son to my living son to college. Mm. So I was experiencing a new kind of grief. And that's when I decided I better dig into what these feelings were. And that's when I started making my transition into changing my whole life's work. You know, I want to point out a commonality because I was sharing with Sherry about the podcast and what I do for a living relative to why do I write up? Because people always ask me, hey, Christopher, how do you network better? I see you go to all these events. So I'm going to write a book about networking. Or as I'm speaking about networking, they say, well, Christopher, how do you become a professional speaker? So I create a program online to help people become speakers. But in the, in the podcast, I'm helping people share their story at first with my clients, but it's this iteration of constantly changing. But same thing with your story, personally and professionally, it was a chapter in your life, whether with your son passing or you're raising your other son, or right. now that your other son, but it's just an interesting commonality and synergistic approach where as you're sharing about your story, I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's just like business. And what I'm saying to our audience is that please be mindful and clear and aware that we have this compass that's all inside of us. In your case, Shri, you've shared that. Right. And it's powerful that our listeners hopefully know that because even in grief, there is a process and stage, right? Because what do, you, what do you currently do to help someone, let's say, who has had someone recently pass away where I believe there's four or five or six different stages? I mean, what are some things you, you encourage people to do when they first experience a loss? Well, when you first experience a loss, it's to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, um, making sure that you can get some sleep, that you're eating healthy, that maybe you can get some exercise, um, just physically to take care of yourself because it's so draining. Um, and also to open yourself up to allow yourself to receive the help and love and support from others. Um, we shouldn't have to go through this alone and um, rely on that and accept those gifts um, you know, you have people have gifts to share, but they need receivers. And you can't always be a giver and you can't always be a taker. And so this puts you in a position where you should allow yourself to be in, in a position of receiving the blessings and love from others. That's going to help with your with your healing process a great deal. That's powerful. And would you suggest that literally you just call someone up and say, hey, I just want to tell you this. I mean, is there a process to that or something that, you know, what, what do you suggest from an actual very specific advice don't, standpoint? Just don't say, be, hey. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, just don't be afraid. But sometimes I, I, I want people to realize that, you know, this is, biggest, this is probably one of the biggest times of uncertainty that you will have. And you are going to feel all kinds of feelings. You're going to feel anger and you're going to feel deep sadness and you're going to feel frustration and feel those feelings. But there are also going to be times during this most horrific time that you're also going to be feeling joy and happiness. And that's what's so confusing. Um, but feel those feelings too. 
You don't want to lose track of those feelings. Um, those are little glimmers of, of the hope of healing. And, um, and, and, and so don't ignore the laughter that might come through this. Well, that's great. Just recognizing that they have these feelings because sometimes you hear people say, oh, just always be happy and think different and whatever it might be. But in your case, you say, no, appreciate and accept those sad feelings, those horrific feelings, those fearful feelings. And that's, that's great advice. Talk to us about, about your book. What's, what's one message that you, you hope to, to share and you hope your readers that really pull out from your book? That, that we need to be there for one another and that it's not about you and your fear of saying the wrong thing or not wanting to do the wrong thing or, you know, and, and it's not just about death. I mean, we, we are grieving right now through this pandemic um, of a life that we once knew and, and, and grieving the things that, you know, we held dearly. Some people are grieving the fact that they have no graduation to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're all grieving. Um, and, and, and what I'm saying is, is that when someone you love is hurting, reach out to them, regardless, it's not about you. It's about stepping forward and, and loving them through their rough time. So step out in love um, that's, that's what I encourage everyone to do. That's, that's, everyone says, I just, just be there, just be there for me. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that looks like to you, just step out and be there for them. Nice. Well, thank you so much for sharing that very powerful and profound message. How can our guests stay in touch with you? SherryDunlevy.com is my website. S-H-E-R-R-I-E-D-U-N-L-E-V-Y. Um, I have uh, the Grief Anonymous podcast that I do through the Grief Anonymous organization to help people on their journey through grief to healing. And uh, I have a group on Facebook called All Things Awesome. So you can check it out there as well. Sherry, thanks so much for being on our podcast. Have a great day. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, Go to ChristopherKai.com for details.